what we do is guns and that's the only thing that we are doing we have no other business we are uh, we spend 14 15 hour a day in our company with our employee we know the company we know exactly how to build the guns Listening to the Muzzleloaders Podcast, the show where we talk about anything and everything black powder. How's it going, everybody? This is Darren with Muzzleloaders.com, and uh, we're back with another episode of the Muzzleloaders Podcast, and I'm excited to be joined by Alessandro Pieta, and uh, we are going to be talking about Pieta pistols. And so, uh, Alessandro is, uh, the Pieta has been in Alessandro's family for a while, and it's a family-run company, and we just kind of want to show you guys a little bit more about the brand. We're excited to have this inside look at Pieta, and uh, this is something, a brand that you guys are probably familiar with. So uh, really excited to be joined. Thanks so much for taking some time today, Alessandro, and uh, chatting with us on our podcast. That's my pleasure, Darren, and I'm really happy to meet everyone over there. Yes, and I think everyone's going to be really excited to meet you as well and um, dive into a lot of this stuff. So before we get too far into things, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Pieta. Well, uh, I'm one of the two owners of the company and I run the production and I follow the customer in U.S. market. That means that when anyone from U.S. wants something to know about our gun, they need to write me directly. And I also run the customer service here in Italy. So we try to stay under our product as much to our maximum capacity. That means that uh, being a family business, we put here our hands and our eyes on every single gun that we produce every day. Oh, sweet. So, so you, you like review all the products personally. Uh, actually, I, uh, I check every product that I'm not doing everything by myself. We are, uh, we are a team of about 70 employees here in Italy. So we are working together and we are managing them all running and teaching them what we want to do every day. And we were telling them how our gun should be out of our door. Got it. Okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, that's, I think, we were just talking on another podcast about how um, like that personal touch that, that goes into uh, you know, like the, the pistols like Pieta really gives them an, an extra edge on quality and you can really notice it. Yeah, you know, your hands on. We, we, we are selling part of your history. We are not just selling guns. So when we're talking about replicas or anyway, historical guns, like what we are doing now. So we're talking about black powder guns, guns that was built originally in the nineties and uh, we are still producing them, meaning that they're not um, tactical guns. So mm -hmm. a personal touch, a personal choice, a personal idea needs to be put on the ground because we are not producing only guns. We are really keeping the, your history alive. So our heart must be in our guns too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's that's super cool. Um, and so I know Pieta is it, it's a family-run business, and uh, so... Can you tell us a little bit about your family and kind of the history of Pieta? Sure. We are the second generation. That means that our dad, Giuseppe Pieta, founded the company back in 1963. Actually, next year we are celebrating our 16th anniversary. So uh, dad started producing guns, not revolvers. He was well-known producing side-by-side over the 100. 
But in the 17, he met Mr. Bakujet, the owner of Nivea's company, and where he started producing the 1851 Navy or, or the other black powder revolver that we are producing now. So our origin was side-by-side -side shotguns, and then in 1976, they switched to revolver. So we are uh, we got experience on both line. And 10, 15 years ago, Alberto and myself decided to uh, produce again side-by-side -side and semi-automatic shot. So we are now producing pistol, single-action revolver, so black powder revolver, and central fire revolver, and semi-automatic long guns for hunting. So we are developing our own line for more customers because we, we are really a worldwide company. Yeah, that's that's epic. I and because we're just involved in the muzzleloader niche, um, for the most part, I'm familiar with a lot of your cap and ball revolvers. Um, so I was I wasn't really aware that you guys were really diversifying into all these other areas um, for hunting and that sort of thing. Are is the is the hunting market? Uh, is there a European hunting market that you guys reach out to as well, or is it mostly American? Uh, for the anti-market, the European and Middle East market, because in America we are not being able to uh, to sell our product over there, but we are working on to get new cool version that will be hidden market in 2023. So until now, we've been focused on developing our market, but mostly domestic market and European market. So we bring, we build our brand for the hunting guns only in Europe. Got it. Okay. So as far as the American market, it's a lot of the, it's the cap and ball revolvers and the center fire revolvers and that sort of stuff. Cool. And yeah, are, correct. And are the, are the, so the center fire revolvers that you guys produce, are they black powder center fire revolvers? Like the, like the long Colt or are they, do you guys do like smokeless powder center fire revolvers as well? The center fire revolver are smokeless powder revolver. I mean, okay. They, okay. the shooter can shot black powder but they are built for smokeless black powder so we make 45 long cold 357 magnum 9 millimeter 44 magnum 22 long rifle so we've got several calibers that are for the market and they are not just for black powder market because that's something that some customer at the beginning were used to ask if our guns the center fire revolver was good for smokeless and they asked me yes because we are producing real guns that are replica of the 1873 called single action revolver mm -hmm. using the modern material modern technology and modern everything that need to match the sami expectation okay awesome and so um and i guess uh, getting back to a little bit about your family you said that you're second generation so is your father still involved in the company at all or is he kind of taking a step uh, back that is 85 years old now Okay. Okay. So he's probably, so he's probably alive. He's, he's, yeah, he's still alive. He's coming to visit us every day, a couple of days, just reading newspaper, chatting with employees. He's not really involved in the business, but you want to see the company and he's giving us his uh, opinion on what we are doing every day. Got it. Well, that's, that's really nice to be able to have your, your father's insight into all that stuff. And especially with all of his experience and being found, having founded the company and brought it into a really successful place in the market. So, uh, I'm sure yeah, that's really exactly. nice. Yeah. We are, we always have something new to learn from him because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it is teaching us the tradition 
we are actually losing, losing the traditional way to make guns because we are really focused on technology. But it's not how it's more for a traditional system that means that uh, human skills have been involved for many years. So we are still learning from an 85 years old dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when, when he first started the company, was he building all of these by hand, like in the absence of a lot of technology? Well, that's uh, working on gun and he was 11 years old. So he was working for another company. So he learned a job uh, as an as a as a guy so he started working for 10 years and he was 23 he decided to open his own small shop that means that it was just real and a few files soon after that he started building and buying parts from other manufacturers and 10 years he had been able to produce guns for himself okay got it so he started learning the trade you said at 11 years old yeah man that's that time <laughs> At that time, they need to work, so they they were need money, so they started work really young. Oh man, that's super cool! And so it's it really has been just a like a lifelong family tradition of making uh you know black you know yeah. firearms. Talking about the number that have been in the gun business for seventy five years now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So how long have uh have you been involved in it? Oh, uh, twenty six. I'm forty six. I'm forty six now. And I started working when I was 20, soon after high school. Okay, got it. So, And Alberto is 54, and he started work since he was 22, so about 30, 30 years now. Okay, so even you guys as the second generation have decades of experience in it as well. Yeah, uh, I started to work soon after my high school degree. I decided okay. to start this business. I really decided what I was going to do in the future. So for me, it was easy join the company actually it was my play the company the building was my playground when i was a kid because all the employees that worked for us and no there's no me since i was a baby so yeah. it's it's a natural choice for me from spending the summertime with that working for him and join the company working side by side that's cool that's really cool and um do you have do you have kids you plan to pass it on to as well or well, I got three girls, uh, and Alberto got one boy and a girl. Okay. They're still studying. I have no idea. Hope for that they're going to run the company in the future. Maybe yes, or maybe no. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but mine are 18 and 16, and Alberto is about uh, 12 and 3, so they're still too young yeah. to understand what they want to do in the future. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, it's cool. I mean, I mean, to grow up in – so in my family, like hunting and, uh, you know, guns and all that kind of stuff is just part of our culture. And we never worked in the outdoor industry really, or in, in the firearms industry until I started working here. So my dad just worked in retail and, um, I, you know, I couldn't imagine like a, a more epic line of business to go into than just, you know, manufacturing guns all the time. Well, I've seen the, the manufacturing project, manufacturing business changed a lot in the last 20 years because when I started, even our company or industry was totally different. I remember the first shot show was amazing for a young guy. I was 16 when I was there for the first time in my life. The shot show was in Dallas. Mm-hmm. But now, shot show and the industry is another world. So, the new generation that is approaching the industry now has lose the opportunity to see something growing. Mm-hmm. So it was a fashion time, it was an amazing time. 
learning and seeing the future coming. So we're really building the future during the last decades. Okay. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and that's amazing telling to my girl what they've been done in the past. Yeah. It is kind of crazy. Cause I've, I've only, cause I'm, I'm 23 and I've worked in this industry. I've only been going to shot show since I was like 19. So I guess the last four years or so. And so I've really kind of caught even the tail end of, of what you're describing there. And, um, I've seen a lot of changes. I mean, half of the years I've been, I couldn't even go in 2020 because of, you know, all the COVID restrictions and stuff. And that kind of really messed a lot of things up for, I'm sure you guys had a lot of stuff get all messed up by that too. Um, are you, are you guys still like feeling the effects of that over there? Well, the pandemic is almost over. We got our booster. We can work without face mask. Um, we are now 90 percent of normality so we are still have some restriction but we can live with that it's not okay a got it yeah because i know really i i just saw a bunch of stuff in the news that italy was hit pretty hard by covid and um you know i know that you guys probably experience you guys definitely were experiencing all that stuff so um it's interesting yeah, to see we have been closed for two weeks but fortunately the governor gave us the opportunity to, to reopen the company so that during pandemic we have been closed just for only for 10 days so mm-hmm. we kept us really busy working all day long following their safety rules because they've been really tough but we've managed that and all the employees were happy um, because what they've done saved a lot of life here yeah totally Totally. Did you guys see a lot of supply chain issues over the last, you know, 18 months or so, like what we've seen over here? Oh, uh, we are doing that. So it's okay. Okay. Oh, got it. Okay. So like the, cause I've been talking to some other people from other places and they were just, you know, kind of relaying to me about the issues they were having, just even getting raw materials, like metals and stuff like that. Has that impacted you, know, you at all? It's going to be, it's going to be worse next year, not this year, because that, oh. that for the, uh, the, the war that we have outside our door is killing the market. I mean, the Ukrainian war against Russia is really something that it was not necessary. Mm-hmm. After two years of pandemic, uh, we were wishing to get something, a smooth year, but we need to find solution and it's a new challenge. Uh, we don't want to see the war that is outside the door as a real problem, but we are trying to find solution and that to be our this is mandatory for every one of us. So even if the raw material is a problem, we are willing to find solution and look around so that our customer will be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that's having a pretty big impact on you guys over there. And it's probably, it's going to take like creative solutions, like you're saying to be able to, you know, find supplies and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, of course we are learning, to not waste your time and to not waste your raw material. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so how, like, what were some of the processes? Like you said, when your dad started the company in, in the sixties, what were some of the things that you guys had to do in order to get Pieta to where it is now in the market, where it's uh, a, a dominant manufacturer in that market? Well, no, it took a lot of time and it took a lot of determination. We have been, focus on building our brand. We've been focused on improving the quality of our guns and we have, we are fully committed to our job. So what we do 
is guns and that's the only thing that we are doing we have no other business we are uh, we spend 14 15 hour a day in our company with our employee we know the company we know exactly how to build the guns so uh, that's necessary if you have in mind what you want to do and we have specific point that we want to reach in the next five years so we set up a target and we are running after that target Awesome. So just good old fashioned hard work. Well, it's passion. It's not hard work. It's just a passion. So nobody of us take care about how much is hard. We know what we have to do and we do that. Yeah. And I think that that really kind of shows itself in the quality of your guys' of of Pieta products because the quality of just the mechanisms, the quality of the um, like even just the detail of the components and things, the engravings, it really speaks to the fact that it's not it's not a job for your family. It's it's a passion that you guys have, it's been handed down through generations. Yeah, that's what that told us. Putting our seven, what we're doing is the only way to have success, even in our time. Mm-hmm. And in particular, in this our time, we have to do as much as we can. Do not save anything, just spend all our time doing what we know is enough, what is necessary and never get compromise on quality. Yep. That's something that we're never done. So as we're talking about just kind of the future of the company, do you guys have any big plans for Pieta moving forward that you'd want to share with us? Um, or like, what's your plan go uh, in the future? Well, we are working on the American market to be everywhere. That means that we have really great rap group that are representing our brand in the United States. And we are developing a new line of selling our product. That means that we are really focused on uh, having something on United States ground. We are looking for something uh, for the future. We have new collaboration. We have great meeting coming, chat show, and we are new project that's going to be ready for 2024 and it's going to help us improving our line. So at the moment, we are really focused on finding new product that will hit the market and help us keeping our people here busy. Mm-hmm. So that's what we want to do. Thanks to the rep that are working for us and thanks to the guy that are helping us find a new product. We have several guns that will be ready in 2023 and other in 2024 so that's mostly what we're doing awesome that's cool I'm, I'm always excited to hear about new stuff and that's one of the reasons i love going to shot show is just seeing all the new stuff so are you are you guys going to be at shot show this year are we going to be there it's going to be uh we're going to have a booth over there and we are introduced a new nine millimeter lines during shot show because the nine millimeter has been approved by Italian government last year. So we are now able to produce the nine millimeter pistols. And it's gonna be nice for the market, for the American market. Being a really popular caliber, we are sure that we will have a great success. Definitely. The nine millimeters is super dominant over here. Is it gonna be a, a revolver or is it gonna be in another style? It's going to be our single action revolver at the moment, uh, maybe in the future, double action revolver. Nice. Oh, that's cool. I can't wait to, can't wait to see it at SHOT Show. So I'll definitely be stopping by the booth to check those out. <laughs> sure. You'd be more than welcome to stop over there. Yep. Um, so 
because you are an international company, uh, how many countries do you guys work with uh, on like a, a regular basis? Uh, I'm not going to give you the exact number. I can tell you that we uh, we are exporting everywhere in the world where the law help us because there are some countries where we cannot ship. Uh, for example, Brazil, we have no idea how to ship guns over there, or South Africa, we have no idea how to do that. But everywhere, everywhere else, we are shipping all, all over the country. And thanks to the semi-automatic rifles, we are now in most places than ever because the pistols are nice and great, but they're not so popular as the hunting rifle. Yeah. So we got yeah. customers from Uruguay, Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, Peru, and other small countries that buy few guns per time, but it's nice knowing them all and try to supply the, put our name there. Yeah, I mean, logistically getting getting your products to all that place must be pretty difficult well it takes time because when you got when you need a license for example for a middle east country you need it took about six months when i need a license for the u.s market is about two days Hmm. so it's a long time but it's at the end of the day it's nice being everywhere yeah and there's there's a lot of benefit in having uh, you know, your brand be a worldwide brand. I mean, those countries that you mentioned are countries that I think a lot of people wouldn't even be able to point out on a map, but they have, Pieta has a presence in those countries, you know? And so... They know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I think uh, that... We uh, usually medal during Iwa uh, show is a worldwide gun show in Germany that is usually attended in uh, the beginning of March. Because the SHOT Show is great for the American market, but Iwa Show is great for the worldwide market. So it's two different gun show, different time, different country, and different kind of people. So how do you how do you market to like a worldwide audience? Like if you are trying to market to a group of people in a new country you've never been before, how do you do that? Well, most of the time, uh, we met them at Iwa Show and we run a business with them from that meeting. And soon after that, we built a collaboration with the customer. Uh, we marketing our guns through the customer. That said that we have a marketing agency in the United States that work for us. And we are always ask them to assist our customer. So any customer that not to our door, have a full assistance from the American marketing agency. So we are giving them whatever they need to market our brand. Okay, got it. So um, basically just like boots on the ground, it starts at these shows, you're meeting people, making connections. And then from there, the customers are marketing for you. They're like just spreading. Yeah, and you know that selling selling guns, you need to know who's in front of you because most of the time you may be in front of them. So that's why the first step needs to be a meeting Evo show, shot show, or here in Italy. So the first step must be uh, a meeting face to face. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, and it seems to be effective. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so what? Uh, what is getting into some more of the product information? Because a lot of the people that are listening are probably going to be familiar with Pieta, but some of them might not be. And so just kind of going into the background, what? goes into like if you have an idea for a pistol or a product of any kind designing it manufacturing it and then like shipping it out the door to uh your retailers and distributors 
Yeah, that's something that needs to be explained to the customer because most of the time it's not easy to understand that to make a new gun usually take about 24 months. It's not mm -hmm. just, okay, we'll cover the day and, and that day you get a new line. Absolutely. We make replica and we are talking about black powder revolver, so we need to study the original gun. So all our guns have been started by an original. So we are not uh, designing the gun by ourselves, but we need to find something to copy. Soon after that, our engineering department will study the power, will understand the action, and we will start to industrialize the new guns. And that it takes six, eight months. So from the day that we are able to find a good original, not just an original, it must be a good original. That means that all the dimensions are not damaged to the age. So that today we can copy, we can study, and we can improve, and we can put in production. It's going to take about 24 months. So from day one to day one to the day that we are able to ship any guns, it's about 24 months after. It's not easy. It takes a lot of time, a lot of time. Yeah, and that I'm guessing. Different if you, oh, is that if a... you make a new pattern, if you design a new pattern for the laser engraved machine, it's going to take about three months. It can be easier. But when you're talking about totally new gun, a new project, it's about two years time. Man, that's that's wild. And so, all right, I'm guessing you're you personally oversee a lot of those early stages of like sourcing the the originals and overseeing that process. Well, we buy a lot of original from the American market. We are lucky that we have experts over there where we can ask. So we can join an auction. Rock Island auction is one of our favorite, and then we can buy what we really need. And we can import by ourselves. Not a bad Alberto. It's a better background. So he's the engineering side of the company. He disassembled the gun. He studied the gun. Put on the computer. And with his team, he run after every single detail. Soon after that, we make a prototype. We make a pre-production. And then, when everything is good enough for us, we will put on the ground. Got it. That's cool. And so it's yeah, everything you guys produce is produced from an original. And um, so does that does that help just to ensure the uh, just the design, the design accuracy? Or what is the purpose behind no, specifically uh, doing that? The purpose to start an original on the black powder side is that customer want to buy a piece of history. So they mm -hmm. want to get a real gun that looks like something that was used in the 19th century. I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about the semi-automatic rifle. That's a brand new gun that we designed. We did everything by ourselves. I'm just talking about the revolver, the, the black powder, the cap and ball revolver. They are all replicas of original guns. So Got it. they must reflect what has been done in the past. We are not, of course, using the same material. We are not, of course, using the same technology. But the gun must look like the one that you can buy for 10,000 more times. Cool. That's awesome. And it's cool that you can literally, it's almost like a, it's like a carbon copy of the past that people can buy a Pieta, like an 1851. Yeah. And it's just a copy of what was used originally. Yeah. You know, when we start studying the 1873 single action revolver, I spent six months learning and trying to understand Colts, Mr. Samuel Colt, because every detail of those guns have a reason to be there. Mm. So the first step is to understand 
why this guy that Mr. Cole produced the gun in that way. So that, that's the first task. Yeah, and that's it's really one of the things we talk about on the podcast a lot is those older uh, muzzleloaders, they're like a work of art. Every, like you said, every detail matters. Everything is there for a reason. And, you yeah. know, it's it's really cool to learn that your company spends such an, a, like such an exorbitant amount of time studying the original so that you can produce accurate and uh, reliable replicas that are going to be true to the original. Exactly. And the point is that we also need to match price point because right now we are not living in a market where you can sell your gun at the price that you want. So we need to find a balance between the quality and the price point that the market is able to accept. So we are really happy where we are now. We are proud to say that we have done our best to sell a piece of your history in each gun that we produce. That's cool. And it, I can see it too. Like when I look at the Pieta pistols, I can I can definitely tell. And it, the work that you guys put in is, is evident in the product. Um, so what what was the first gun that was produced like in the early times of Pieta? So like what was your dad working on back 18, in the 60s? Yeah, it was the 1851 Navy, 36 guy. It was the first commitment that my dad got from Mr. Barforjet. So it was 1851. Then we got the 1860 Army and then later the 1858 Remington model. Okay, got it. And are those still, uh, the 1851 Navy for sure is, have those models changed at all or do you guys use the same design from back then? Uh, of course, we have improved the original design from that because at that time the technology was different. So all the drawing was made by young. So the tolerances were different and everything has been improved. It was not changed. It was improved from that time. Got it. So the same design. The current production is not interchangeable with the the, the, pre, the first production, but we are not so bad. Got it. And so um, one, one of the questions I have too, and I like to chat about this with a lot of our manufacturers that we speak with, is the quality control process. And uh is known worldwide for their quality and craftsmanship we were just talking about all the countries that you guys are are currently in so what goes into your guys's quality control to ensure the the level of quality that is seen in your products well using the current production the current technology like cnc machine we uh we must have a quality a quality control office it means that we are not uh, we cannot just work we must follow specific direction and we need to be really interchangeable. It's not, it's not enough saying that we have to produce something. What we have to do must be correct. That's why we are really focused on the quality system because we have five people that are working on that office. So right, everything right. is done in a certain way using specific gauges and there are people that are doing their job checking the part that we produce and rejecting what is what is not correct i see so do you um to to what extent so do you do like batch testing so like do you touch test a pistol from this batch and then ship them or does each one get tested or how does that no, look i'm talking about small parts of the part that are machining or drilling every uh this guy has a specific schedule to follow and check 
in an hour all the part are machining. Then the all the part machining go in the uh, shipping department, and from the shipping department, every single gun is checked by someone else. So two different quality control. The one is for the raw material, and the one is for the final product. In the final product, every single gun is checked for okay. quality issue, for action, uh, and so on. Awesome. And that's that's really, uh, that's very thorough. And that's really unique. I think that a lot of times um, you'll see that things get like batch tested or something. And so the fact that things are getting tested as thoroughly as, as you guys are working through really speaks to how, you know, somebody can purchase a Pieta pistol and rely on the fact that it's going to be high quality and um, they're not going to have to worry about it at all. So, well, you know, and uh, for Italian law, every single gun that we produce need to be tested by our national proof house. It's a public uh, building. We have, we are forced to send every single gun and they test each gun with a higher pressure ammunition. So, when the guns come back to us, we are sure that the guns are safe for everyone. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And that's something that people are always, I think, especially with black powder, um, we've seen it a lot through our company is, is safety is always a concern for people just because it's a new and unique and there's more steps to it. And uh, ensuring that the, that the gun is safe is important. And you guys really yeah. spend a lot of time on that and, you know, people can trust your your pistols, knowing that they're going to be safe. They're going to work well. Yeah, that's one of the huge difference between U.S. manufacturer and European manufacturer. The U.S. manufacturer don't have any kind of test that need to be done on the gun. We are forced. This mandatory. So if you want to build a gun in Europe or in Italy, you must send the gun to this your national proof house, and soon after that, soon after they approve the gun you can ship outside your country. Okay, cool. That's awesome. I didn't, and I didn't know that it was, it's so interesting to see how things are different from country to country. Cause in the U S I think we have a tendency to think about the U S and just kind of in our minds, apply all those principles to everyone else in the world. But that's not really how it is. Everything is different in Europe than it is from America, from Asia and all these different places. And so there's few differences, but there are. Yeah. Yep. Um, so is there anything else that you would like to uh, have our listeners be aware of with Pieta? Like, um, I really appreciate your time, and uh, I want to let you go to get back to making pistols. So, is there anything else that you want to share? Well, uh, the last but not least, let me say Merry Christmas to everyone because we are in a great season. So, I wish everyone all the best for this year and for the next year. So, it's been a pleasure. If you have the opportunity to come to Italy, come to stop and meet us. We're waiting for you. Sounds good. Um, well, I really appreciate it, Alessandro. It's been an absolutely fascinating podcast and a pleasure chatting with you. Um, and I hope to chat with you again soon. Sure. Thank you so much for your time and take care of to see you soon. Yep. All right. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate uh, you tuning in today. And if you're listening on audio platform, be sure to leave a review. It really helps out our show. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And let us know what your favorite Pieta pistol is in the comments below. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>